Thank you, Sheila. The Sussex Carol, beautiful prelude on the Sussex Carol this morning. Welcome to Trinity. It's the seventh Sunday, or seventh Sunday. It's the first Sunday of Christmas, but the seventh day of Christmas today. So welcome to Trinity. We're glad you're here. We'll finish up this prelude time with a song called The Jesus Gift by Gilbert Martin. Uh, during the presentation of, uh, of Jesus at the temple, they brought gifts. And so this invites us to think about the gifts we bring, the Jesus gift. Shall I gather emeralds? Shall I bring him gold? Shall I shower diamonds, white hard, bright cold? Shall I spangle jewels like stars above? Give him laughter, bring peace-filled laughter, offer him warm laughter and love. Shall we gather emeralds? Shall we bring him gold? Shall we shower diamonds, white hard, bright cold? Shall we spangle jewels like stars above? Give him laughter, bring peace-filled laughter, offer him warm laughter and love. Simplest of gifts, gentlest of hearts, kindness he'll use as he leads so give him these gifts hand him your hearts honor his birth and you'll need no emeralds or rubies silver nor gold neither bright diamonds white hard bright cold spangle not rich jewels like stars above you'll have laughter sweet peace filled laughter simple warm laughter and love simple warm laughter and love good morning last day of the year you showed up to church. God bless you for showing up here today, being with us. So I have, I can say that this day, as I write in my journal, finishing 2023, which for many of us was a year full of challenges and all kinds of, I can just say, I had lots of friends who showed up this morning to help me say goodbye to this year. So thank you for being here. Bless you. You know, we have lots of blessings for us. We will be sharing in the Lord's Supper and a word right, right from the beginning. Everyone is welcome. Everyone is invited to come. We have special gifts of music this morning. I want to thank Arnie and Bruce for your gifts. Thank you for being here with us. And there will be gifts. There will be gifts obviously shared from Laura. You'll find out pretty soon what that's all about. So at any rate, it's good that we are together. And those people who are out there watching us online... I want you to know my granddaughter Vivian, I want you all to wave to Vivian. Good. I told you we're looking at you, Vivian, okay? Okay, I invite you, as you are able, to please stand. We gather here this morning in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn, Love Has Come, an old French hymn. 
and uh, this is another, another take on that hymn. If you like to sing harmony, the first verse would be the place to do that. The other verses are slightly different. Love has come. sing to one another that calls us into the spirit of worship. praise, good Christian friends, rejoice. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Let us pray. Almighty God, you wonderfully created the dignity of human nature and yet more wonderfully restored it. In your mercy, let us share the divine life of the one who came to share our humanity, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, and the people of God say, Amen. Amen. Please be seated for the hearing of Scripture. And happy Christmas Eve. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is. The gospel lesson is from the second chapter of Luke. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. <clears throat> now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of Eddie. 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At the moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Though the word of the Lord.
At the first service, Arnie had taken Bruce's towel and shoved it down the bell of his horn just to play a joke on him. I thought that was... <laughs> Thank you both, you guys. Thank you very much for your gifts. Thank you. It's the first Sunday of the Christmas season. It's not yet Epiphany. The wise men have not yet got to the stable, to that scene. We are still in Christmas. So, a reading from Proverbs, the second chapter. My child, if you accept my words and treasure up my commandments within you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, if you indeed cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding as if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom. If you incline your ear, God is good all the time. A few weeks ago, in the fellowship hall over there, between services, there was two women in deep conversation, meeting right in front of the coffee pot and the creamer. Why do people stand right in front of the coffee pot <laughs> for critical conversations or in the middle of a doorway? You know, I don't know why, what that is about, but that's another sermon. But I tried trying not to disturb them. I tried to stealth reach around to get the coffee creamer you know, without bothering, because obviously the conversation... And one of the women turns to me and says, do you talk to yourself a lot? I was, do you, you know, I suddenly, was I thinking out loud again? Was I doing that? Had I mentioned California psychics? You know, did that come out? I said, well, yes, I do. And I not only talk to myself, I have conversations, and I will ask myself questions, and, and I will answer them. And I got nothing but a blank stare, but I didn't ask the question, they did. So finally, as I walked off, I said, well, at least when I'm in conversation with myself, I know I'm with someone who loves me. <laughs> Another blank stare. This morning is about voices. Christmas, the call in the Christmas scene is about which voice is calling us to be attentive to something that is being revealed to us. This morning is about voice, specifically what voices do we listen to? What voices ask, that tend to hold our ear, the attention of our ear? For your benefit, I recently recorded a conversation with myself. Spoiler alert, this is not the good voice that you're supposed to listen to. It goes like this. December 31st, the last day of the year. <laughs> well, you know, the pastor's gone. I get one more sermon to prepare. What do people want to hear? Where would the good news be on the last day, the last Sunday of the year? Would it? Everyone preaches on time, you know. We're robbed of time, time flies. I, I, we have to save time. Time waits for no one. Yeah, and in your case, to quote the great philosopher Coco Chanel, don't spend time beating on the wall hoping to transform it into a door. Okay, what are you, what are you trying to say? You undoubtedly have a point that you think you need to make for me Look. right now. You've made it another spin around the sun. And you appear to have continued to fool most people who still choose to believe that you're competent. You mean because I'm getting older? No, no. Because you've always feared someone would accuse you of being a fraud. You know, lacking managerial skills like the time you scheduled two weddings at the same time. 30 miles apart. Yeah, that, that was a bad one. But come on, it's New Year's Eve. How about make nice for just once? Why? If there's one thing you do really, really well, 
It's fanning the flames of your self-critical voice. No one beats you up like you beat you up. I am pretty good at it. Oh well, we all have to be good at something, right? Right. So if there's ever a contest on who might have the loudest self-critical voice, my money is on you. I knew I could count on you. I'm there for you in the interest of making nice. You did have a couple of successes this year. Can't wait. And they were... Well, only once did you fixate on that two-foot putt you missed that cost your team first place and $200 a piece. I hate golf. Anything else? Yes, as best as I can count. You only got stuck on that cutting remark you made about Miss Mueller just twice this year. For goodness sake, that was, that was fifth grade. And she did have this annoying habit of drooling out of both sides of her mouth at the same time. And come on, I was just a kid. And isn't it amazing how you hold on to that prepubescent gaff? I mean, if you need something to remind you why you should feel guilty in life, we can always count on Miss Mueller, can't we? Sometimes I wonder if others get stuck in their past mistakes and guilty memories like I do. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. But you know what? Christians are the best at it. Ironic, isn't it, that those who should be the most freed up in life are often the most easily seduced by guilt. Pun intended. But regardless, Miss Mueller is an easy score with you. No telling how in fifth grade you scarred Miss Mueller. I want to be clear. I don't like you. I don't like you at all. You don't have to like me. But apparently you are incapable of living without me. For the life of me, and admittedly my life is dark sometimes, I cannot figure out why you choose to relive those moments that leave you stuck. And how did you miss that two foot putt? Admittedly, I'm not very good at New Year's resolutions, but there is an alternative to you. It's called grace. Living more in grace and less in my failures will make for a better 2024. Won't work. Why? Because, because why? Because you've been a sinner your whole life. And God is currently working on the 14th chapter of your personal demerits. Well, here's the good news. God doesn't keep score. And all that's been worked out on the cross, even my boo-boo with Miss Mueller. Okay, go enjoy your new year of grace-filled life. My guess is, I will see you soon. Not if I see you first. Happy New Year, Pastor. Thank you, you're kind, thank you. All of us can resonate with that interior self-critical voice. We hear it a lot. Even on New Year's Eve, because New Year's Eve, you know, people have this thing about making commitments and resolutions, this or that, and we, the, the success rate is small. So it's just another opportunity to fail and listen to that voice. It especially when it reminds us of a past failure or a poor decision. There's one kind of voice, a voice that typically pulls us into the past. That was the voice you heard. It pulls us into the past. It keeps us stuck. It crushes our spirit. I know with Brenda, often when I felt those moments, I'd say, let's go for a walk, and we would talk it out. That helped a lot to unburden it. There was sometimes, though, you should listen to a voice. When I'm 12 feet up the ladder, and the voice says, do not reach for that last branch. Do not reach for that. But in my omnipotence, my brazen omnipotence, I feel that I can, and I override the voice, and it only resulted in one broken ankle. 
brilliant decision, I say to myself. You got the limb, but you didn't listen to the voice. Now, the story of Simeon, the story of Simeon and Anna, from the Christmas gospel, this is still the Christmas scene, from the second chapter of Luke, gives us with another interior voice, another voice. One, instead of pulling us backward, is meant to pull us forward. One that beseeches us to listen, to listen, to turn an ear that we might hear it. Simeon, a righteous and devout man, had heard the Holy Spirit exhorting him for the span of his life that he would not die until he saw the Lord's salvation. And so when Joseph and Mary brought the child to the temple to do for him according to the law, and Simeon lifts his child up and says, Lord, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for mine eyes have seen your salvation. You have delivered Israel, and the people, the Gentiles, have heard the good word. It's a baby. And then Anna comes, hearing, hearing Simeon lift up this prayer and praise and thanksgiving for what he had heard. Anna comes and says, it takes the child, and her words are, thank you, for, gracious God, for thy kingdom has come, and we have seen the redemption now of Israel. These are children. This is a baby, rather. This is a baby. There is no question that the Spirit has spoken to them and in some measure now has led them to this declaration. I mean, there's no military general. There's no great power or prophet or statesman. There is a baby. And the Spirit calls them forward to make a confession and to lift up an exhortation about the hope of Israel and the world has come in this baby. There is, there is a favorite slide, a picture that I have. I'm going to put it up for you right now. It has absolutely held my imagination and captured me in a spirit of hope. It's entitled, She Will Find What Is Lost. One is given the impression that there are generations of sisters that she has that are behind her and are encouraging her that she will find what is lost. What is lost? She will find it. There is a sense of maybe the fact that they're all dressed in white were, were, is to suggest to us that there's another kingdom calling, calling her forward. You will find what is lost. Whatever is lost will be found in large part because she is not alone. We will find what is lost because we are not alone. We have voices that are speaking to us, that are encouraging us, and that are calling us forward. She has generations of sisters empowering her to move forward. She will find what is lost. Are we to believe that these generations dressed in white meant to imply this kingdom Another kingdom calling her forth. We have two voices to listen to. One pulls us back and leaves us stuck. The other calls us forward. Christmas is the story of God putting on flesh that we might have hope that we're called forward to live a life of hope and promise and anticipation. That's the voice, the choice we have. Do we listen to a voice that calls us backwards or a voice that calls us forward? It's really about who are we listening to. As people of faith, we live in two kingdoms simultaneously. We live in this kingdom where we're trying to make the best decisions. We are challenged by all kinds of political ads and posturing that they say they have the answer. We're challenged to listen to all sorts of voices that really are about who is going to have power as opposed to who is willing to give up power that thy kingdom may come. We're just, we're just overrun by those voices right now. And the choice is on this last day of the year, as we think about going forward, which voice are we going to seek to listen to that would turn our heart to the wisdom of God that seeks not only our redemption, which has already happened, but seeks our fullness, the fullness of the life that is promised us. 
that will become all more evident as we, we pray for it. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. What are we paying attention to? What do we listen to? There's a pull in this world, and admittedly, the choices we make in this world can help other people see the kingdom that is coming. That's what we do as people of faith. That's what we do as agents of hope in this world. That's what we do. It's living the grace out that helps people learn to listen to another word than the one of their own past and their failures and their mistakes and the negativity you hear. So Proverbs speaks to this struggle. My child, if you turn your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, as if you are looking for it like you would for silver or a great treasure, then you will understand the Lord from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. The same voice that has called you to be here today. That's why we have hope, because you listen to the voice to be here today. That's why you're here. And that's why we can have confidence going back into the world. That same voice will meet us out there and will lead us. Now, Sunday mornings will regularly have me sitting with a prophet in this church, a prophet. Let me remind you what a prophet is. A prophet is someone who can see God's activity or inactivity in the present and discern its implications for the future. That's what a prophet is. A prophet is not a fortune teller. So I often, you will find me sitting with the prophet Felicia. I'm going to pay for saying this. But it was a few weeks she said to me, Felicia, faith allows me to listen differently. Let that wash over you. That is so profoundly true. It is the gospel. Faith allows us to listen differently. To listen for the word of hope that is coming for the kingdom that is trying to make itself known. Faith empowers us to listen differently. That is pure gospel. It is pure grace. Do you talk to yourself? Of course you do. Do you want other people in on that conversation? Heck no, we don't want anyone in on that. Are you kidding? We couldn't stand the embarrassment of that. But having said that, pay attention to the voice you're listening to. Does it diminish your spirit because it's called you to the past? Or does it lift you in a spirit of hope in the new year that is coming? The anticipation that you have seen the Savior, the one who will redeem Israel, who will redeem Gaza, who will redeem the Ukraine, who will redeem all of creation in the kingdom that is coming. I mean, if we didn't believe that, how else could we say Happy New Year? God is good. All the time. Amen. Thank you. Well, our song following that about listening is called Hey, Hey, Anybody Listening? And uh, you get to sing this refrain with me at least. You're welcome to join in the verses after you figure them out. Um, but just a little heads up. You've got to pay attention a little bit because there is a surprise ending. Um, apparently that's not always a good thing on a hymn, but there is a surprise ending, so stay awake. Hey, hey, why don't you stand while we sing?
If I had a drum, I'd drum it. A mandolin, I'd strum it. A hummingbird's hum, I'd hum it. Everywhere, 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 everywhere. Here we go. Hey, hey, anybody listening? Hey, hey, anybody there? Hey, hey, anybody listening? Anybody care? People, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's sing out for Mary Sunday. Come on, come on, come on, come on. He'll bring joy to everyone here. If I had a harp, I'd twang it. A fingers like clang it. A tambourine, I'd bang it. Everywhere, 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 everywhere. Hey, hey, anybody listening? Anybody care? Come on, sing out, sing out, sing out, sing out. Tell the world about his birth now. Sing out, sing out, sing out, sing out. Loud and clear to all the earth now. If I had a chime, I'd ring it. Finger symbol, ching it. We've got a song, let's sing it. Everywhere, 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 everywhere. Hey, hey, anybody listening? Hey, hey, anybody there? Hey, hey, anybody listening? Anybody care? Let's sing it. Hey, hey, anybody listening? Hey, hey, anybody there? Hey, hey, anybody listening? Prayers of the church. Pat, please, if you would, okay? You're doing great. I'm really proud. <laughs> what does it end with, please? And we respond. Oh, there we go. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. Thank you. Trusting in God's good news of great joy for all people. We offer prayers for ourselves, our neighbors, and the world God loves. God of love, you invite us to rejoice in the birth of your Holy One, Jesus. Let us welcome the child as we strive to make our church a place of belonging for all people in the fullness of their being. Hear us, O oh God. God of time, we live in this amazing cosmos. As the year turns anew, let us renew our pledges of creation care, responding to your call for the well-being of all communities and for future generations. Hear us, O oh God. When Jesus was presented at the temple, the parents made an offering of two turtle doves. Let us make an offering of our hearts that your message of hope, joy, and justice might be made real throughout the world. Hear us, O oh God. God of compassion, we hear the cries of children and other innocents in Palestine, of displaced people in Congo and Sudan and those in Myanmar and other places around the world. Bring the revelation of the way of peace to leaders in our country and others around the world, that so many who suffer unjustly might find relief and have hope for the future. Hear us, O oh God. Sustain all people waiting for revelation like Anna and Simeon that all who are waiting for good news or are ill or grieving might receive a gift of light and hope and be able to lift their prayers of thanks to you. Hear us, O oh God. We give thanks for your abundant grace, O oh God, and give thanks that you hear these and all our prayers. Amen.
Peace of the Lord be with you always. Rise up. Go for a walk. Share God's peace with one another. Good morning. Thank you for those enthusiastic greetings. It's always good to get up and go for a walk. Share the peace. A few announcements this morning. Be sure to read through your um, worship bulletin. Lots of announcements. Good things happening in your church. Um, we have a few New Year's Eve birthdays this year. Scott Treggett is not with us, but he sent those beautiful flowers that are on the table in the narthex. Um, so it is Scott's birthday today. He's worshiping afar with family. Uh, Carol Richardson, is Carol here? Nope. Carol is not here this morning. Carol is celebrating a birthday, as is Marie Bergstrom and Sonia Peterson. So happy birthday today to all of them. And uh, what else is coming up? Growing Through Loss and Grief is a, a class, a group that we have starting January 12th. will be Friday mornings from 10 to 1130. Um, I'm putting this together with Pamela Nelson, one of our newer members, and we'll be um, studying, we'll be reading scriptures, and we'll be learning about grief and the process of grief, whether this is a new loss for you or something that you've been sitting with for decades. You are welcome to come and join this group as we process all of this together. So there is a sign-up sheet on the table in the narthex. It's not necessary to sign up, but that just helps us have an idea of how many people to expect. So um, if you're interested at all or if you have more questions, come and see me um, after worship today. I'd love to chat with you. And that starts January 12th. And then also on the table in the narthex is a sign-up sheet for the 4 by 4 gatherings. Today's the last opportunity to sign up. Um, we'll start putting together those groups this week. So four by four, it's an opportunity to get um, four different couples or eight different people together different times throughout the year. So you kind of organize that on your own and maybe have dinners in homes or go out together just to get to know some other people in the congregation, a great opportunity for fellowship. So again, sign up for that on the table in the narthex. Uh, this week, the church office is closed on Monday and Tuesday for the holiday. So we will not have hearts together this week but Wednesday Bible study will meet again and our Thursday prayer group and Wednesday Bible study. Um, Arnie's been leading that. They've gone through the entire book of John, took about a year and a half, and he said through a vote between, what was it, Leviticus? Leviticus and James. It, he, he said it was a really tight, a tight vote, but they came down to uh, studying James. So <laughs> the book of James, that conversation will begin this Wednesday. That's at 10 o'clock down the hall in the fireside room. Uh, and also in the fireside room, Sunday morning next week, Sunday forum returns with a conversation about racial reconciliation. So Pastor Rick Mylander, who is an evangelical pastor, uh, currently living in Coopville, will be here to lead that conversation with us. So that's next Sunday at 9.30 down the hall in the fireside room. And then also next week starts up high school youth group starting this Wednesday. Uh, Sunday school and middle school youth group will start again next Sunday. We've been taking a break for the holiday. So lots of great opportunities for kids to plug in and join in uh, lots of fun things. And then coming up January 11th, we're a week early for our third Thursday Family Fun Nights, but we're getting together January 11th uh, at 6 o'clock in the gym for dinner and games. So you can bring your favorite games or you can um, play one of the games that I have here. And just a good time to get together with other people, enjoy a meal out, and um, play some games, have some fun together. So I think that's all I have on my list. Any other announcements? Bell Choir rehearsal starts again on Tuesdays and the vocal choir on Wednesdays. Thank you, Carl. All right, thank you. There's so much potential teaching the dietary laws of Leviticus. I mean, I, what a stirring conversation that would have been. God bless you. Arnie, thank you so much. As we, as we come to the table, we come to the table knowing that our Lord promised to be with us. And there is this mystery of real presence. That Jesus is present in the bread and the wine that we receive, although this is juice today. Uh, that we are reminded that as Jesus comes to us in simple elements, he comes to us to empower us to live as the voice calls us to go back out into the world. So we are mindful that on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. 
He gave thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body, it is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after the supper, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant poured out of my blood for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we share in the presence of our Lord, who taught us when we pray to say, our Father, body of Christ for the people of Christ. Ushers will direct you to come. Everyone is invited. Everyone is invited to come and share in the meal. Take the bread momentarily and dip it into the chalice or intinct it into the chalice and the ushers will direct you to come and to return.
Please stand as you are able. And now may the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the gift of his precious blood strengthen, keep, and preserve you in a life lived with joy into the kingdom that is coming. Now that you have been fed and nourished, may you go knowing that you are prepared for this life in this world, knowing that God is prepared to meet you on the journey and to bless you with whatever it is that you need to hear in that moment that will give strength to God's purpose for your life and that person who is before you. Receive the benediction. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our sending him, good old African-American song, Jesus, what a wonderful child. Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child, Jesus, Jesus, so holy, meek and mild, new life, new hope, the child will bring, listen to the angels sing, glory, 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 let the heavens sing. Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child. Jesus, Jesus, so holy, meek and mild. New life, new hope. The child will bring, oh, listen to the angels sing, oh, glory, 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 let the heavens ring, glory, 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 let the heavens ring. Okay, I saw some of you swinging a little bit to the song. I want you to know you're all forgiven. That was okay, you know. <laughs> Go in peace, to love, and serve the Lord.